0: All right and welcome to this episode of Hammering Down, presented to you by no one because I'm a free agent. Someone please sign me on a freebie. I am joined by two of the fat lads of Fat Lads Going Goal. Uh, number one, I've been joined by someone from the past, but now in the present, a fat lad with a golf complex, Mr. Mark Watson.
1: How are you doing?
0: Doing well, and I'm also being joined uh, to the man that is below me on the screen, and. I'm everything Pew wants. I am everything Pew needs. I'm everything <laughs> inside of Pew that he wishes he could be. I say all the right things at exactly the right time, but I mean nothing to Pew, and I don't know why. <laughs> Mr. Chris Pew, how you doing? Oh,
1: that's do you bad, know, day.
2: <laughs> do you know, I might just die tonight. I don't think it's ever going to get any better than that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good evening. Uh, thanks for having me on. Brilliant to be here.
0: Unfortunately, you know, Jack couldn't be with us, but that's all right. I'm taking his place for today. So it's fine. You can be the good-looking one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um before the recording started, I apparently don't know how timetables or like how times work cuz I just got off work probably about 20 minutes ago and okay. I get a message saying that uh Mark had joined the call and I was expecting him to join the call about an hour uh, later than he joined it so i had to sprint upstairs and figure everything out so if you're listening to this and wondering why it sounds different i'm not in my normal recording studio i can't think of the last time i have been so i guess it's not too different for
1: you guys so basically what it means is it's all my fault that's what it sounded bit, yeah. like to me yeah
2: yeah yeah. fortunately fortunately i'm always about 10 minutes late anyway so <laughs> yeah, it gave <laughs> it you a little <laughs> bit more time
0: <laughs> it all worked out so Uh, per usual i mean the the season's starting to ramp up for you guys the legion are in full swing we are currently sitting second uh only one behind the leader in our division who is pretty much the favorites to win the championship so we are we're sitting right behind them and maybe could get a home game but you guys are in the middle of friendlies right now and that of course being birmingham city you guys have had a quiet and off season so far, especially, and it's not really been that you guys have been signing people. It's more than last year. It feels like there is not exactly hope of like promotion or stuff like that, but just while we have the right people in the, in the front office for the first time in years, is that, am I reading the room right? Uh,
1: Yes. But if you scroll (laughs) back far enough on Twitter, you'll see the same last year and the same the year before that. And the same thing before that. This is what Blues do. We get all um, excited about a couple of signings. We convince ourselves that we're going to absolutely piss the league. We win the first game. We draw the next three games. And then we're going to lose in streak of about eight. And then we want to sack the manager about halfway through. Um, So, yeah, you've caught us at the right time. But Come back to us in 10 to 12 weeks' time and we'll probably tell you a different story.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it seems like, I mean, it seems like for more than ever, because last year it was like, yeah, we had Karenka, We're going to go up. The blues are going up. And then it's like, but don't forget, we all have dong. Pew, with dong out, I mean, what's stopping the blues from going up now?
1: Pew, is your dong out?
2: Yeah, to be fair, any time you get dong out is, is a reason to celebrate. <laughs> so, um, no, I think I think that is such a massive um, root of optimism. Um this off season, more more than any, like Mark said, you know, we've had off seasons in the past where we've we've uh, you know made made decent signings. We've we've kept hold of Harry Redknapp over the summer or Gary Monk, you know, and then um, like you said last year, Karanka came in and there was optimism. And um, but I think this this summer in particular, the the fact that um, you know the head. Of, of of the organization has gone um you know and there's a bit more it, it's the most basic things but like the the club will tweet a fortnightly update of of what's going on like that the, i think they've done three now and every single one has said well we'll, we'll announce the uh, kits soon like we're, yeah. we're getting round to it but like even that is cause for optimism at the moment and then Tie that in with uh, with with the signings that we've already made this this summer, and I think yeah, everybody's uh mid- middle of July. We've just had a decent European Championships as well, and I think everybody's uh getting a little bit excitable. <laughs> i mean
0: for you guys obviously the euros were a lot of excitement and then just massive disappointment and then everybody else around the world finding out that europe or england specifically absolutely loves cocaine um so- yeah <laughs> we do
2: lo- we do love cocaine i can't deny that
1: it is on my cv yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah
1: i mean it just seems- will do
2: anything for cocaine yeah
1: <laughs> I mean, we're here now because of cocaine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you have two kids. Basically. That's Probably what's keeping
0: over. you up, really. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, mean, I mean, you guys have. I mean, for anybody who's a Legion fan or from stateside who's following you guys, I mean, if you look at the website, pretty much every single person on the on the club website right now has been was on the team last year. You know, minus a few faces, but. There isn't really anybody new that's just like mm, that most people don't recognize. You're talking about like all the new signings. Who are our City fans really excited
1: about? Oh, now you're asking. Um, we've got the lad who's not actually with the team at the moment. He's uh, mm. still with United. Um, I can't pronounce his first name, so I'm not going to attempt it. Tahit. Do you know what? I will attempt it. Tahit Chong. I might okay. have just murdered that name, but sure. I apologise if I have to Heath.
2: Just the effort things. was there. The effort, the effort was there, there man. I tried,
1: and man. that's all that matters. Yeah. You, um, yeah. you he get scored... a medal
2: for trying. Well Cheers, mate.
1: Appreciate sure that. He scored against... Can cocaine instead? He scored against <laughs> um, Derby, wasn't it, in a friendly. Um, mm. He Basically, he stayed with United during the pre-season um, because they're resting all their Euro stars. Um, he could be the best loany we've had for years, or it could be a massive flop. Um, huh. Who knows? It, it would be typical Birmingham city to get a name that people know and a name that is big on things like FIFA and him to be utter crap. Yeah. But I'm I, excited.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm sure that so, in some way uh, the fans are going to have a flag or have a chant that revolve around Chichin Chong in some way, because <laughs> I'm sure that's on the way some way, but I mean, you're talking about a better, Loney, I know it's coming from a higher organization like uh, Man U, and I mean I get it. Chong was awesome in my Newport County save on FIFA. He was the single exactly. reason that you know we won the Champions League. But I mean, he's been a what little... a moment!
2: What a moment for the town of Newport, by the way. Uh, Absolutely in... <laughs> incredible. Well I mean, done, the realism
1: Newport. in FIFA that oh, I like.
0: Well done. Mm. <laughs> Hey, the one player could change it. I mean, really, <laughs> yeah. my Newport County save was just, it, it was uh, Angel Gomez and, um, oh my God, and uh, Chong. So basically, I was just raiding the Man U Youth Academy and then just <laughs> making it in Newport. Yeah. So, um, but, I mean, he's been a little underrated, but then he was overrated, and then I don't know where he's rated now. But Raleigh McGree, I mean, where does he sit? Because he seems like he's the best loanee, aside from Chong, that you guys. Be, and he's been a stud every time I watched him. He's, yeah, he, um,
2: well, he's, he's halfway between Australia and literally halfway literally between halfway Australia is. and America. Yeah. That, is, that is where he belongs at the moment, yeah. What um, minor he's going to? Charlotte. Charlotte, Charlotte
1: FC. Charlotte's in North Carolina. Yeah, so.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair point. Um Thanks. Yeah, but... Uh, no, I think whenever he's played, he has you know he has never really put a foot wrong um he's put he's put in energetic performances he's he's looked good on the ball he's looked creative when he, i think he played left wing back a couple of times last season and and did a shift there as well so wherever he's been deployed whenever he's been deployed he's certainly um never let the team down uh, and i think yeah the the fact that he's he's still here for next season as well is, is a massive boost for us. Um, and I, yeah, I expect him to, to have a, a bit more of a regular spot in the side next season.
1: Yeah. It looks like we're not keeping hold of Alan. Yeah. No one hurts. Struggling. But it's not the end of the world because I think Riley McGree can fit that. That mold. I I really think he's a, considering he came to us, um, I'm sure you're aware, Kayla, and he did the interview where he referred to Burnham City as a stepping stone. Yeah, um, And he didn't mean it offensively. I mean, he's right in what he said. We are literally a stepping stone over to America. Um, but for someone who supposedly slagged us off by a stepping stone, there were times when he was putting more effort in than most of the other players on that pitch last season. Mm. Um, I really rate him. And I think it, the fact that we've extended his loan is is a very good thing.
0: I mean... You last year you had guys on the pitch who hey could have been doing cocaine, we don't know, but other people who, who Wish were they worried, were well they there was one it's guy ha- in particular hey, it's,
2: it's happened before, it's, it's true. happened before, <laughs> it'll happen again.
0: I mean, there was one guy, if there was anybody uh doing cocaine, there was a certain guy who probably had to stay up late nights to make sure that his dog's balls were all right. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Harley Dean, who has been very anti-vax, anti-COVID. COVID's a hoax. COVID doesn't exist. Our goalkeeper has just got out of hospital after well, having COVID, so that would be an interesting conversation in the dressing room.
0: Well, today's the nineteenth, right? So COVID ended for you guys, right?
1: Oh, it
2: it's doesn't exist yeah. Now. yeah, yeah.
0: Congratulations.
2: <laughs> Harley, Harley was right. All
1: Harley on. was right all along.
0: I mean, Neil was fine, right? He was okay yeah, for July nineteenth. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, he knew That's when to go so true. <laughs> <laughs> he it's all propaganda <laughs> yeah
0: they just wanted to make a point that he was better by today everybody <laughs> yeah. would be better by today and it's fine
1: <laughs> what I do you...
2: love a cutoff point for a global pandemic Yeah, <laughs> it's good
0: what do you guys even think of Neil Etheridge because he's a good shot stopper but then he has like three hours you know in the span of two games and then he'll go on a spree of being good and then he'll just miss completely miss the ball that makes no sense
1: Um, I think he saved more points for us than he gave away last season. Uh, I think it's the problem with goalkeepers in general. Um, If they make a mistake, they're vilified. But that ball's got past 10 of the blokes before it's got to the point of the the team having a shot. Um, You could have Harry Kane, for example, at the Euros, who barely had a shot on target. And although people had a pop at him, he didn't get dropped and he was still recognised as the best option we got and he's the best striker, etc. If Pickford made a few howlers chance side have been dropped. The the goal, goalkeeper is one of the, the highest positions to play, in my opinion, because you're constantly under the microscope because too many people ball watch and don't look at the defensive mistakes that led up to, to goals. Um, I think Etheridge is as good as we've got and as good as we're going to get in this division. Um, I know they're looking at apparently bringing in Betanelli from Fulham, um, <clears> who I know stats are for Prats, but if you look at his stats... Uh, they're not that great. Certainly not as good as Etheridge. Um, but whether Etheridge will be ready for the start of the season uh, is anyone's guess at the moment.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, sorry, go on, Kyler.
1: No,
0: I mean, I think that uh, I think that Etheridge was definitely a a solid pickup for you guys. And but I mean, oh, you're yeah. talking about uh, keepers who are, you know, who being linked to the club. I've been trying to keep up with who was linked to the club, but there was that one span where every single person who never ever put on boots before was yeah. also linked to the club. So I have Correct. no idea what's going on when it comes yeah. to you guys. What, what are you even looking for? I mean, you can look at any championship club and say there's holes everywhere compared to different levels and depending on where they are. But really, where are the holes within that club?
2: Um, uh, Owner. <laughs> uh, um, no I think I think you're right I think there's listen when you've staved off relegation on the last day of the season three out of the last five years there's naturally going to be quite a few places that you'd like to strengthen um, based on the performances uh, in the last few games under Boya last season I think I think you probably do want uh you know every every single club in the world would want a a goal scorer that can guarantee you 20 to 25 goals um that's going to cost you money which we don't have a lot of um yeah and I think I think uh, some of the areas I think another centre-half we've just signed um a young lad from Wolves today on loan so that's that's a centre half position that's, that's, you know, give us a bit more strength in depth. As Mark said, with un, the uncertainty over how long Etheridge will take to, to get back to any sort of, you know, match fitness, um, probably cover for keeper because the last couple of games showed where we conceded five at home to Cardiff yeah. and five away to Blackburn, show, probably shows that the, the keepers aren't quite ready for um the young keepers that is for for a championship season so yeah there's there's certain areas of midfield we've lacked for a long time a ball playing midfielder but um Ryan Woods coming in hopefully will be that man so yeah I think I think areas that we we always seem to to look to improve we have done a bit this season if we can get another striker um, who who is prolific at this level? Then um, you know you might you might be looking at uh, uh, if everybody stays fit uh, uh, a top twelve side.
0: Mark, you and I talked about this uh, a little bit before, but I mean we talked about how under Dong and under Kranka that they just didn't understand the players that they had, right? Yeah, and
1: I'm we going,
0: yeah. and we talked about how you know a lot of people, and including some Birmingham City fans, or even anybody who's a fan of the English championship right where they want to expect a team to come in and play this really sexy brand of football they want to look just absolutely beautiful the whole time but that's just not the championship it's scrappy it's counterattacking. it's get your goals where they come and you know back them where you can obviously everybody wants a 20 to 25 you know goal scorer and you know I'm sure that they're is a diamond in the rough somewhere and maybe even the academy system it seems like there's a few studs down there that might be able to move their way up but with a coach and lee boyer who understands what he has now and we saw that in the last what was it eight matches mm. he was there um when did he show up was it eight matches left in the season it
2: was about, yeah, i think, think it was, it was about some. i think it was about 10 but 10? yeah we were safe by eight we were oh, safe yeah, like with two, two would, to go so you know, yeah eight eight important matches yeah yeah
0: okay and i mean just knowing what you have i mean couldn't why wouldn't juke or uh or a scott hogan be an answer especially now that they're realizing that they can i don't know cross the ball in the air as opposed to just trying (laughs) to shove it down the throats for no
2: reason what what (laughs) What, is this you talk (laughs) of let me write this down how do you spell cross that ball (laughs)
1: yeah when when Boya come in some of his first interviews he just kept reiterating the fact that we got a bloke in the middle who's about eight foot ten just cross the ball and stick it on his head he'll put it in there simple as that and that's what Duke does and that's what he he always has done his whole career the problem is whilst that works and that works well that doesn't get you promoted that gets you mid-table that possibly pushes you to the playoffs that doesn't really get you promoted um as, as Pew said, there isn't a team in that division that doesn't want a striker. It's how do you get them and how do you afford them? We are hoping, excuse me, that Chucks and EK uh, will possibly be that player. We are praying to every God. I think there's about 3,000 of them. We're praying, praying to at least 99% of them uh, that Lico decides to be a, a footballer. Um, he scored against Cheltenham, which, I mean, my dog could possibly do. Um, but he, that's, I that's, know, oh that's a bit harsh, isn't it? So I, I apologise. Oh, oh, Not that Lego oh. will ever watch this, but I apologise, Jonathan. There you go. No. Well,
2: I'm worried about the the Cheltenham fan base that we've got.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you worried worried? The my... large... <laughs>
2: The large contingent of Cheltenham followers.
1: Since I've said that, my dog's put her shin pads on and she's, she's looking for a call-up. So you <laughs> oh, never okay. know. I've I'm heard she's been linked to Blues, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tweet that out later. Um, yeah. Hogan is the ultimate um, confidence player. When he's on fire, he's, yeah, a ball of fire. Um, but when he's cold, he's ice, ice, baby. Doom, 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 doom. He's freezing cold and he just doesn't fire at all. Uh, Duke again is not the best with his feet, it's all about his head. We do need someone who can stick the ball in the net with their feet. And like I say, I'm hoping it's an EK or my dog.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, that was the thing, and uh, Mark and I talked about this a little bit before you hopped on, uh, Pew. But I mean, Liko, he always seems to have the talent, but it just never seems to show up because I mean, he makes bad decisions. He makes bad shots. He doesn't really finish the ball, but then there's other times where you'll see him possess the ball and it's like, okay, he has a good first touch. He can dribble just a little bit. It seems like whenever he gets around the 18 yard bucks, he just has no idea what he wants to do. It's like he gets stuck between, excuse my, you know, basketball analogy. It seems like Mm -hmm. he gets stuck between being a point guard where he wants to pass it. Or if he wants to be just a straight up shooter, it's like he doesn't know who he wants to be. Do you think mm. that's a confidence thing, or if it's just one of those things that he doesn't know what kind of player he is yet because he is a
1: young guy?
2: Yeah, um, great analogy. I think that's a really accurate. Representation. Oh yeah, because you know <laughs> everything about basketball. Don't you? <laughs> I, How many players on I a know, basketball I, team? Pew. I know absolutely nothing. No, um, exactly. I understood but it, it. Sounded good. Um, <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I think we spoke a lot about Lico last season and um, he was vilified quite a bit by, by supporters. He, we, like we said, there were so many reasons last year for for him not showing his best form. Um, and I think every week went by and people were desperate for him to, to show you know really what he can do. Um, and it never quite materialised. He's had that, he's got a full preseason now under a manager that knows how to work with him, has worked trusts with him before, him. trusts him is the big thing, you know, knows what position is going to be his best position in this side with these players. Um, I think, yeah, really at the start of this season is 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 where we can start to judge Lico. You're right, last season there were there were many, many stages where um, you know, he'd, he'd lose possession and try and, you know, chase back um, and clumsily give a foul away because he's made the initial mistake and and things like that. And, yeah, shooting when he could have passed and passed when he had a shot on. and um, But, yeah, I think really the start of this season is is where we can really start to judge Lico and with a, with a full pre-season behind him with a manager that trusts him, um, hopefully, such would he he really hits the ground running and, and we've got a player on our hands, the the player that we hoped we'd have when we bought him last summer.
1: The player that um, Boya had at Charlton. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're talking about Lee Boya, and it's kind of interesting. And I just want to know what Blue fans, I mean, obviously I know what all the Blue fans think of Lee. You know, he's pretty much, he, he's come back and he knows the club. He knows, he knows the supporters and he knows the kind of brand of football that you guys want to see. It's not even just the, I mean, as disconnected as Dong was, I mean, there's no question about that. But how many actual Birmingham City fans really sat there and was like, "Yeah, we love Tiki Taka football. We want to be the next, you know, Pep Guardiola." I mean, I doubt there was any Birmingham City fans that are like, "Yeah, that was the team I wanted us to be back in the '80s, '90s, and 2000s." You know, Lee Boyer knows that. You know,
1: I think you'd, we, you'd we, we want to be that. Everyone you'd never
2: turn do it down, would you? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, you, that's the thing. You'd never turn that down if someone never promised be it yeah. If so, yeah. If someone promised it you, you know that you, that you'd be successful at playing that style of football. Then you'd take that all day long. Like what a glorious thing to watch every week. But, but like Mark said, you, the problem is you, you, you are a championship side, and you have to be realistic at times.
1: You don't want to see us attempting to be that side when we know full well we're not. I think that, you, that's the you point you're making. Foolish. You look all, absolutely foolish, yeah. Yeah, we're all sat there in the stands going, stop this now. Stop yeah. this. Just cross mm. the ball. Just put the ball up to the big man. No, it's I'll...
2: that word again. Yeah, <laughs> word
1: again. C, C, curly C, C, Curly
2: Cut like my name, Kurt. yeah. your name,
1: yeah. yeah. R, 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 Sir. R. Sir. Cross.
2: Two, Sir. Two, Sir. Okay, I got it, yep.
0: So, I mean, it's... But the thing is is and and Mark discussed and I discussed this last time. People highly regarded, you know, Leeds as being, you know, this sexy brand of football back in the championship. If you've watched them, they were not any more sexy than any other team. All they were was clinical. I mean right. and
2: told- they and they absolutely worked their ass off every Correct. single game. Like Correct. run run further than any team, run yeah. quicker than any team, pressed higher than any team. It was, you know, it was so much about energy and work, right, rather than just, you know, they, they were good on the ball as well. But that was such a massive part of what they did. Correct.
0: I mean, but kind of going back to the idea of knowing what you're dealing with, I mean, you knowing the supporters, knowing the level that you're at, knowing English football in general. I mean, how big of a help has Craig Gardner been for you guys? I mean, it seems like you guys are getting actually linked with real players and guys, it's like, wow, a couple of years ago, I would never imagine seeing blues being linked with this kind of guy or there being real links there of like, they're talking contracts, not they called their agent once and got hung up, hung up on. Mm I mean, what, I mean, it seems like blues fans are probably really excited to have someone who knows their culture within the front office. Is that about right?
1: Yeah, that, that's what we've, we've missed uh, for a very long time, really, um, since we've had Chinese owners. Um, I, I will defend our owners to an extent because they have chucked money at us in the hope that it sticks and we buy the right players and we shoot at the league. They've put their trust and faith in the wrong people. We got, uh, I can't remember their first names, Dean and, and 30, Verity, Verity?
2: Verity, yeah. Verity,
1: that, as our directors of football who knew nothing but how to take... Um, large percentages of contracts um, in their own wallet Um, but now we've got as you say homegrown Craig Gardner we're managed by Lee Bowyer who's won our biggest accolade to date with us Um, we've got the right people in the right place to an extent Uh, and and yeah Craig Gardner seems to be going through all the the youth academies where he's played in the past and just sweeping up players that he kind of heard of on on the grapevine Um, Chong is, is the big one for me, purely the name. Again, it might be a massive disappointment, but that is a sign of intent. The fact that Man United would trust us to have oh. one of their future stars. They did it with Jesse Lingard. He scored four goals in his first game for us. Um, and they swiftly add him back <laughs> about 11 games after, I think. Um, mm. The fact that, that Chong is it, he's not just a random youth player that you've probably never heard of before. He is a, a, a somewhat of a name. And the fact that he's wanted to come to us is somewhat of a coup. But then it was always a bit of a shock to me that someone of, of Etheridge's stature would come to us as well. Um, we do attract names sometimes. Perhaps we offer them silly money to come here. Um, perhaps they're more foolish than, than we give them credit for. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it, it's great to have a Birmingham boy Trying to make these deals and make these moves, and he obviously he played in the same team as Boya, he's working well with Boya. Um, I'm guessing, did, did he just want to bring his own assistant manager in? Pew is that basically how Craig Gardner fell into? Uh,
2: role? yeah, or probably, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, Boya obviously would have wanted his own backroom staff, so yeah,
1: and they weren't gonna <laughs> sack think, him, so no, they said, I'll tell you what, it's... do this job. Oh, shit, you're quite good at this job.
2: <laughs> Hang on, what? Hang on, this works? <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> what, um. <laughs> no, He's just DMing every footballer he knows on Instagram. Yeah, Do you want yeah. to play for us
2: then? <laughs> hello, hello, unnamed footballer. Um, I think, like, like Mark said, for so long now, one, one of the main criticisms thrown at the club is that there's the connection between supporters and the club has gone. And, you know, there's, there's the people in charge making football decisions don't know about football. Um, but now you've got. Listen, I don't. I don't know the guy. Like I'm about to completely tear into him, but um, he he might be a you know absolute Mensa genius. But Craig Gardner doesn't seem the business mogul kind of of person. But he gets football. You know, he, he's played football for twenty odd years and and he gets this club, and this club means a hell of a lot to him as a, as a supporter of it. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it just made sense. Um, you know, it, it came a bit out of the blue, but when when you sit back and, and think about it, 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 it did. It just, just fell into place quite nicely and, and made sense.
0: Do you think Fred Gardner
2: knows how to spell the word cross?
1: <laughs> he does now.
2: I've oh, <laughs> got it down. If you want, Craig, I'll I'll send it you in the post.
0: So yeah. Now, I've, the effort I heard Craig Gardner got announced as I'm, what was it? Is he just like hiring football talent, obviously? But what do what do you guys call it over there? Like, there's different names for it. Kind of like GM. We have different yeah, names. Yeah, it
2: like director of football. Director
0: of football. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What happens if he signs the replacement for his brother? Like, what what do you think happens in the garden? <laughs> we Guardians
2: said that household?
1: when, well, when Ryan Woods just, come in,
2: it's <laughs> just give him another two year contract. So I think that's <laughs> yeah. that's uh Craig uh, Gary's position sorted. Yeah, but,
1: I wouldn't be shocked if Gary Gardner ended up in a coaching role with the club anyway. To be honest, I mean, he, yeah,
2: realistically, if you're playing our best side, if you put our best side down on paper now. Um, Gardner doesn't get in if you're playing a like a four two three one or a four four or a four four two. Gardner doesn't. Well, no, it, it's not, is it? it well, does, well, come it on, I if, ah, you,
1: if you, you want to get naked and wrestle right now, come on, bro, let's do it. Come on, Mark, come okay on, involved. <laughs> w- w- Woods, <laughs> okay. and Woods and Sonnych
2: Woods and Sonnych are your midfield, too I think um, I don't think it's debatable.
1: Okay check out the first episode of fat lad season
0: (laughs) i mean you talk about uh or gary gardner possibly getting coaching position it's kind of funny um one of our basically similar position of one of our legion players right now uh, marcos ugarte he's uh he's one of our midfielders really good player really good talent uh, he doesn't play all that often. I think he has two appearances for us this season, but he's also our academy head coach. Mm. So he does both. Uh how old roles do say? Stand- uh, he- I want to say he's like 29, 30. Oh, okay. So I mean, yeah, he's not old, but he's definitely he might be even younger than that. But I yeah. mean, he's definitely not old old, especially for the USL championship where you're realistically playing until you're 38. Yeah. I mean. Uh, who was it? Oh my god, didier came over like he played mm-hmm. in Phoenix for a couple of years and absolutely wiped the league because he wiped every league that he was in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's been talent come through, but uh, Joe Cole was in the USL for a while, which was weird. Um, <laughs> he won a lot with Tampa Bay there, but I mean, yeah, I mean, if you expect a guy like Gardner, if you expect the Gardner family to basically take on coaching roles within Birmingham city, you could definitely see Gary Gardner being involved with the Academy somehow, especially when his brother was so active in it as well.
1: Mm. Yeah. We, we, you find when we announced that uh, Craig Gardner was our director of football or, or GM, as I suppose you, you'd call him. Um, we had a lot of, of people taking the piss basically, especially Villa fans and whatnot. What these people tend to forget is that most Football managers start off in roles such as this. They're mostly ex-players. We have no idea whether Craig Gardner will be successful in this role. We have no idea whether Craig Gardner could be the next Alex Ferguson. It won't be, but you never know. They've got to start somewhere, haven't they? And I'm willing to give Gardner the benefit of the doubt and say, why not him? I'd rather him than, I'm sure his first name is Darren, Darren Dean um, or Verite or, or these money men. Why not Craig Gardner? Because he's thick. Other than that, why not Craig Gardner?
0: I mean, because he signs <laughs> his to... name
1: with a Crayola. Other than that, <laughs> <laughs> why not Craig Garner? He
0: doesn't have to know how to spell the players' names. Exactly. It's fine. There's someone there for that. Someone has that job.
1: I love Craig Gardner. So when he when he first came back, um, he did all the players do their interviews, um, their first interview with the club, and they release it on twitter and everyone's waiting for it, and they all say, "Oh, don't forget to say." keep right on at the end, don't forget to say this and they tap the badge. Craig Garner's one was so sincere and so honest and he was so happy, genuinely happy to be back at Blues you just think, you know what make him a chairman
0: He could read the script, Mark
1: <laughs> Basically, yeah, he had to come from the art he wasn't coming from the eyes <laughs>
0: They gave him the script and they were like, read off this and he was like oh boys, up the Blues, I mean we're
2: going up <laughs> <laughs>
1: Him. No, I love Craig Gardner. I think he's great. I'm, I'm chuffed to bits for him and his brother.
2: I would like to think in four to five years' time that Birmingham City Football Club is basically just like the Gardner mafia. Where <laughs> like the craze. Where just, yeah. Everybody involved with management and, and coaching and, and executives on the board are basically just all Godless. Gardner's family. <laughs> Yeah. We're Um, that
1: obsessed with peaky blinders. uh, Nobody,
2: (laughs) nobody messes with the gardeners. Boya walks in, he has to kiss the ring every time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 So realistically, realistically for you guys, I mean, you talked about it, about you know, guys like Juke and guys like Hogan, if they're really on their game, if the whole team's on their game right now, it seems like you're really thinking about we could get a promotion spot or hit a playoff spot and just see what happens from there. But it seems like obviously that's not the end goal. Um, and obviously the goal is not to stay up in the championship long term. But going from barely being safe within a couple of weeks to being automatically promoted is not a not an easy feat realistically for a successful season for you guys what do you think that is
1: not get relegated
2: yeah Uh, i honest honest to god a successful season for us would be for for us uh us three and jack and any other blues podcast to basically go on holiday in february because we've got (laughs) nothing to talk about like it's been the most boring season and with 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 13th and we're not going up and we're not going down. But like I'd take that. That'd be that would genuinely be progress like from from what we've experienced over the last few years. So um mm. yeah, it's it sounds it sounds silly and, and maybe we should have a bit more optimism than than just saying give me 13th right now and I will run to the hills with it. But um but yeah I would. Yeah. I
0: mean, guaranteeing safety, I mean, even though it is a championship and it's a league that everybody wants to get out of, obviously, for the better. Um, (laughs) We've done our best to get out of it. uh, (laughs) I mean, you definitely want, obviously, to get out of it, but guaranteeing safety and just fans knowing that they don't have to worry about their team going down to League One or, you Mm. know, end up uh, with whatever situation that comes after that, you know. You don't want to deal with whatever finance fallout comes from that, but how long does it take for the blues fan base, which is one of the most passionate around everybody knows that the blues are some of the most passionate fans, you know, how long do they take safety before there? Is it one season, two seasons long enough to let, uh, let Lee get his uh, boys in, or is it like it needs to happen soon?
1: Um, Good question I don't
2: know uh, I, what, I, th- what, I think it depends on the depends on the gaffer depends on mm. how much progress they're seeing if the, if this season we see progress on the pitch we, we play slightly better football than we have done we score a few more goals than we have done and finish 13th. I think people will genuinely say that's a decent season let's crack on next season um, so yeah, maybe maybe two to three years.
1: The thing is, though, two to, so say two to three years, we don't go up. Mm. What do you mm. do? Sack him and get someone else. Get him <clears> out. Not go up then. Yeah. The problem with, car- the problem Garble. is, the problem with football and sports in general is we all think we deserve to be in the, in the top flight. Someone has to be in the championship. Unfortunately, we are one of those teams that belongs in the championship because we are not good enough to go up and it could be a very, very long time, if not eternity, until we are good enough to go up. Um, someone has to be in the championship and it's us. And that's the the reality of things. And yes, we all like to think a promotion push is on the way, but there's 23 other teams in that division who think this could be our year. I think to sack him after three years, it, uh, three years of mid-table mediocrity, do you know what? Some teams just belong in mid-table mediocrity, and maybe we're one of them. Maybe I'm just beaten What down a from...
2: miserable bastard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've got a newborn, and I've had about Honestly. four hours sleep over the last two weeks, so I'm allowed to be miserable a bit. Maybe we need to know our place. I don't know. I mean... Know your place. Well, we've fought relegation for four out of the last five years or whatever. I know. I know. Talk about delusions of grandeur. We now, because we beat Cheltenham 3-0, we now think we're gonna miss the league. Like we've got Barrow tomorrow. Well I'm sure we'll beat them as well. Don't mean we're gonna start taking on Man City, do we show a little respect, Barrow Salona. They call themselves like (laughs) like a (laughs) (laughs) non-league.
0: I mean I mean in all reality in the championship this year. I mean, what are you looking at? Who are the big the big dogs with the big money you got Sheffield you got West Brom and then maybe Bournemouth I mean those are really the guys that you're really worried about next year those are going to be the ones pushing for automatic promotion I mean at least that's the way I think it's probably going to be but granted we don't know how far Sheffield United has completely unraveled after that disastrous of a season last year but I mean who says that I mean, it's going to be a little bit of a stretch for Birmingham City to finish, I think, in a, in a promotion playoff spot. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, looking at some of the teams, look at the, some of the names, I mean, the big names that you expect to be there aren't as good anymore. It, or I mean, you always expect Derby, or Derby, however you guys pronounce it. It's a Derby County for us. Um, mm-hmm. But you always expect them to be up there. But in all reality, they probably should have been relegated last year. I mean, who – who? Why not Birmingham City? It really is the question at this point.
1: Uh, why not? Okay. Why not? Why
2: not The answer
1: is Blackburn Rovers, Bournemouth, uh, <laughs> Bristol City, Cardiff City, uh, Middlesbrough, Nottingham Forest, maybe Preston North End, Reading, Sheffield United, Swansea, and West Brom. That's why not Birmingham City. <laughs> Fair it's not. the most honest answer I can give you. Um, we've, as I say, and I know it's a very negative, but we fought relegation for a reason. And yes, we are tinged with this hope that this could be the turnaround season. We have got some decent names in Ryan Woods is a very good player. Um, this left-back who's on loan from, is it Chelsea? Uh, Castillo for me, or whatever his name is, um, comes with a, a decent reputation. Chong, as we've talked about enough, Um Jordan Graham, who had a brilliant season at Gillingham, You know what? This could be our season. And when the whistle blows, it's 11 blokes against 11 blokes. But statistically speaking, we're shit.
2: Eh.
0: I mean, it's definitely seems like there is more. I mean, like we said a lot already, you know, a lot more. They have an idea of what's going on. I mean, last year, I thought that you guys had the, the personnel to go up and then you had karenka who had no idea what he was doing and then you had some guy who managed to have seven caps for the spanish national team because i think everybody <laughs> else died um <laughs> i mean you had basically two guys i mean really it wasn't all on two guys but i mean karenka just had no idea what he was doing with and you had actual good talent that could do something mm-hmm. and it just seemed to bottle and everybody else has caught up because the championship, even though it is the second tier, it gets better and better every single year because footballers get better and better. And there's only so much room at the top. Right. I mean, so, and
1: Pew hit the nail on the head when he talks about Leeds with their work, right?
2: I normally do. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, normally, I, normally I normally
1: do. Yeah. What, what you got with me and Pew here is Pew is the head. He's all uh, brains and he knows all the stats and all the figures and I'm heart. And I'll tell you we shit. And next week I'll tell you, we're going to rule the world. Yes. <laughs> I'm the flippant one. Um, but he he's right. When he talks about the, the um, desire, the work rate, things like that matter so much in the championship. You can, you can be the next leads, but you've got to work your socks off to get there. Um, I worry that we haven't quite got those players that are working there, ready to work their socks off just yet. Harley Dean was great. Once Bowyer arrived, but he's very quick to throw the towel in when he's not happy with a manager. Um, Pedersen can be great, but he's always a pace behind the the, the opposition winger. Um, we've got players, but whether they're willing to break their backs to get there um, concerns me. Maybe Bowie can bring that out of them and, and that's, at the end of the day, you need a man-manager and maybe Bowie is that man. Um, time will tell. I, I, As a Blues fan, uh, you're very wary about getting too... Optimistic because it always comes around to bite you on the arse. So, whether but we'll t- do it anyway, but we'll do yeah, it anyway because we'll beat Sheffield United 1 0. And then yeah. I'll tell you the Champions <laughs> League within five years.
0: I mean, that's where you're supposed to be anyway. Dong said it himself. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, whether the team shows up or not, I mean, it seems like as long as I've been alive and have fought, been following uh, English football in general. It seems like there's been a few standout fans. I mean, Birmingham City fans, I've always remembered them being awesome on TV. I remember that you guys showing up and just having a lot of energy. Now that, as it is, July 19th and COVID has ended, congratulations, boys. Um, We did it.
1: (laughs) We lost the Euros, but we beat COVID. (laughs) the lads. COVID's coming. (laughs) Not this time, please. (laughs) I mean... (laughs)
0: What do you expect the first day at officially against St. Andrews, because someone decided it was a good idea to change it for like a month and now it's back. Money, what, money. I mean, what do you think the fans are going to do? I mean, do you think it's going to be a packed out or do you think it's going to be just, you know, normal blues championship match?
1: Well, they, they announced today, Pew, maybe you can clear this up because I didn't quite pay attention to it, but you not need, today, not today. You're going to need uh, a, vaccine passport or something to enter large events so you need uh, to prove that you've had two doses of the the vaccination but
2: for football grounds I as well don't
1: that's the question i'm about to ask you so i hope you've got an answer otherwise i'm going to look stupid <laughs> Hugh, what is the answer to that no idea uh
2: Pew's line's gone very funny what was <laughs> what
1: was that no, i saw
2: that it was um i saw that it was nightclubs mm. um,
1: they're, they're saying they're, they're saying, doing it for but they're saying large um, sporting events. You, you two talk. I right. try and find the answer.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll answer it on the basis that you know, even if you do have to show, like a, uh, hopefully it can be like a negative lateral flow test as well, or something like no, that. No, apparently last...
1: it's passport only. It, it's two okay. jobs. Okay.
2: okay. But even even if it is, you know, I I've, I I do fully expect. Um, every ticket to be sold um, for that first game, especially with the with the reduced atten- reduced attendance that we can have with the remedial works that are going on um to the cop and the Tilton. and um, so it'll be a reduced crowd anyway but yeah i th- I think it'll be a sellout um and I just think that you know wanting to be there at that first game back you know for 18 months or whatever it's been it'll have been at that point it'll be it'll be incredible to 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 be in there to to be watching football again it'll be fantastic
1: uh they haven't officially said football yet but it's kind of okay. expected that it will right. be announced
0: i mean it's kind of uh it's isn't it kind of amazing though i mean i don't assume that it's gonna sell it sell i mean people have missed football i mean i know for us we were able to go to matches for birmingham, uh for birmingham legion but it was extremely reduced capacity. And then mm. we finally were able to open it up and we've had some nights where it was it was full and it was like, ah, oh, this is what it's like to be back. And I'm sure for you guys, I mean, um, surely there are, what, 29,000 ladies and gentlemen out there who have been stabbed twice who want to go support the Blues. I mean, it's a big city. Surely there's enough, you know, obviously it's probably going to sell out, but I mean. None of us it-
1: want to do it. We, we feel obliged to do it. <laughs>
0: yeah well
2: (laughs) what we're burdened with
1: yeah
0: i mean i can just for a lot of you guys especially because mark and i talked about this a lot before and i've talked about this with other um, people who live all over the country and all over the world on this podcast is that you know for you guys supporting a club is different than me supporting a club the birmingham legion for me they started with the Hammers, which was with the same team, but different name, basically a rebrand. But that even just goes back uh, six years ago. And I have a lot of love for this club. But for you guys, it goes back hundreds of years. You know, it's where, it's where your mom, your dad, and your grandma, and your grandpa, and so on and so forth went on. I mean, that first time that, you know, the whole crowd is singing Keep Right On together, I mean, can only imagine that it's just going to be, that's the loudest one that you're ever going to hear in your life.
1: Mm. yeah yeah it, it's gonna be um yeah spine tingling then pure you were at uh the final weren't you the euros final that must have been pretty oh it was, pretty, I was. Uh, spine tingling even some of those. yeah things. it was
2: it was incredible and the cocaine um, really. Yeah, well <laughs> yeah. hey it helped it helped um, it certainly helped. As well. <laughs> 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 um yeah so i i, I you're right. Obviously, um, you know, hearing keep right on for the first time with, with with Blues fans again back at back at home is is going to be incredible. But um, yeah, I think just every every silly little thing like meeting friends in the pub before the game and um, you know the whole event, if you like, of going to watch a football match. Um, because we'll probably stink the place out and lose three 0 but um, you know, for for the build up for everything that entails the a going to a football game, you know, to get that back will be yeah, I don't, I, it's something that probably we will take lightly again come December, but yeah, mm-hmm. certainly on that first game back, it'll be it'll be some like every every little step will be treasured. Yeah,
1: I'm looking forward to the first who. At the substitution, yeah, because that will never not be funny, especially when it's no. some proper prima donna who's never experienced it before. We all shout who when he comes on,
2: no um, idea what's going on, yeah, yeah.
1: that'll never not be funny. I love y'all's yeah.
2: announcer too, because
0: he, def- <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely leads he it on,
1: it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretends he's never heard of these yeah. superstars. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, mm. I
0: mean, what a mean, what an atmosphere, you guys. And then, the, what how did uh, I'm guessing the who thing, like. Do y'all even know when that one even started? I mean, I'm i everybody does it, but I mean, mm. for you guys for it to be just a massive whole tradition and not just a weird, like one random section does it, you know. When did do you guys know when that started? I couldn't it tell you was, the
1: exact uh, time. Do you know the, the game? Pierre?
2: Yeah, it was it was in the nineties. It, it was genuine. It, it um, was
1: genuine who is that?
2: Yeah, but we didn't hear the were... announcer. But there was um, the announcer was Ian Dancer. I don't know if Kayla's ever heard of him. He works for a, a radio station here called Talk Sport, um, and he's a he's a Blues fan, and he used to do the the Tanoi. Um, yeah, and then it, it it started off with like a genuine like, Didn't who, who are these people? <laughs> because like we were in we were in what is now League One, and like hadn't got a clue. Um, But the first, I think the first time it really took effect was um, I think we had Newcastle at home in the cup and Alan Shearer came on and it was just the perfect opportunity to really like throw this chance to the world, um, to introduce it to everybody in such a ridiculous way. And like we knew Shearer was coming on and I think there was like everybody in the crowd was like, we're going to do
1: it, we're going to (laughs) do it. You know, that
2: scene, you know that scene from The Office where Steve Carell comes out and goes, okay, it's happening. Everybody can't. It. <laughs> it, it must have been like that and St. Andrews. Like, this is our moment. Everybody shush out, complete silence, and let the Tanoi man do his thing. But yeah. And we all
1: patted ourselves on the back like we were yeah. the funniest people yeah. on the planet. <laughs> That's
0: right, yeah. And it's enough to be somewhat iconic i mean that talk sports i get clips of that on twitter all the time and man some of the people some of the people that call in on that show absolutely crack me up i know you i think you guys talked about it maybe it was somebody else but lad turned off the euros because grealish got sucked off like okay (laughs) you watched for 30 minutes and turned it off (laughs) okay
1: the things with that one those two presenters uh Kundi and what's the other geese? Uh,
2: Goldstein. 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 They yeah. think
1: they're comedians. So it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> if that phone call was all set up anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's called Talk Sports. It's not. It's Talk Football. They don't care about other sports. Um, yeah. I can't listen to it. I can't stand it. I listen to classic I means take some of Talk,
2: talk London football talk as well. Talk
1: London football. Yeah,
2: yeah. Basically. Nice yeah. Yeah. We
1: have, I mean, and
0: just sports in general, it's the SEC network, and they mm. there's this host called paul feinbaum and he's from the he, he's not from but he was a host in birmingham forever and his shtick was that he took lots of phone calls and it was from a bunch of drunk rednecks who they just started yelling things you you can usually tell the ones who did or didn't have teeth the ones who didn't didn't make it <laughs> past third grade i mean and it's just the most ridiculous God things. <laughs> i think he called in once actually well, yeah. <laughs> i mean just ridiculous <laughs> stuff i mean you love hearing this the low lives of i, I shouldn't use that word but the ones who should not <laughs> be on a radio station call into a radio station because it's never fun it's never entertaining but you always yeah. listen because you always give it a listen every single time
2: yeah like watching a car crash
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well uh that's about all the talking points I had. It was a blast talking to you guys. I don't know. Um if you guys have any like things you want to bring up with the club or like Birmingham Legion and what's been going on this year besides the fact that we haven't played three games because it yeah, keeps getting, they all rained, keep getting off. rained off. Yeah. My god. Uh that that filled I mean they have it used to not be this bad and then suddenly the drainage system just doesn't work. I mean, mm-hmm. we had both of our owners on the pitch, out there, uh, squeegeeing the the field off with rain just so we could play that match. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys have got to be kidding me! Like, there's as much as I appreciate our director of football, our two owners who are billionaires, you know, on the pitch themselves cleaning it off. We shouldn't have to. <laughs> like, why do we? Mm-hmm. Why does the field so not have we just, just
1: not got the Have you not got the drainage system or does it just not work?
0: Uh, We have one, but the, the UAB just apparently doesn't upkeep it because back in 2018, we had our share of storms and big rain because that's what happens here. It gets hot and then it cools off and it rains. That's just what happens. Mm -hmm. And it did not pull up like this, but that was back when they still cared about the field and us being residents inside uh, the stadium And now it seems like they don't care that much considering we had an entire beach on the field where most of it was sand. I know it was ridiculous. The whole pitch was sand. I was down at field level for that that indie game. And whenever the ball would roll, you would see a sand fling off the ball about three feet in the air. You could see it coming off the ball. And it's like, I mean, ridiculous.
1: Are you going to get your own stadium or is that not financially viable?
0: Uh, It's expensive. Um, Yeah uh phoenix rising built their own pop-up stadium which means it can be taken down if the club were to move or fold or you know which would be unfortunate but mm. that was a two million dollar project Jeez. so and we're looking about the same it'd be about a 150 million to 200 million project for us as well for us to get our own stadium so it's either us stay there where mm. it's a 500 000 capacity which is about right. I mean, we're sitting around 5,000 to 6,000 fans. We'll sell out consistently. But our other option is moving over to Protective Stadium, which is a new stadium, but it's about 45,000 capacity. So, I mean, it'd be like, Wickham wonders uh showing up and trying to sell out uh, sell out Wembley every single yeah. weekend. It'd just be I'm um, they would be loud and they would have fun, but there wouldn't be yeah. much of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not worth it. Just no. sucks. But uh it was uh it was good talking to you lads. Uh Pew it's thank you for coming on for the first time. You were Bless an you absolute out. blast. And Mark, good luck with the kids and the new board. I'm sure yeah. you're having an absolute blast
1: oh yeah sleep's (laughs) overrated sleeps for the week (laughs) Um, but also this is the first time i've spoke to you since congratulations on your engagement okay thank
0: you thank you appreciate it she's a very lucky lady it was the scariest thing i've ever done in my life (laughs) at any point did you think she'd say no the whole time because i thought she'd say no And I was sitting there and we've talked about it for about a year and we were like, yeah, yeah. We're going to say yes. And we're happy about it. And then I was standing in the moment. Now she was like, she's going to slap me or something. I have the audacity to do this. Yeah. It was terrifying.
1: (laughs) I'm glad it all worked out for you, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting by the letterbox for the invite, mate. Um, I'm I'll book the flights
0: luckily (laughs) for you luckily for you guys Mr. Blue Skies already one of her favorite songs. So it's already on the playlist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for joining and thank you everybody for listening. Obviously go listen to fat. Lads go and goal. It's the best blues podcast around. It's the funniest one. And it's the, it's, it's the most relatable one for sure so go i think check he's wrong right. i
2: think he's right yeah I think
1: I'm, I'm biased but i right. agree oh I mean, <laughs> yeah i think that's
2: right
0: <laughs> go check him out thank you guys so much for listening until next time guys keep hammering on